This podcast episode contains strong language and adult content. It may not be suitable for young listeners or really anyone. Please use your judgment. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Counselor and the Con. On this episode, we talk about what happened last night and also about future episodes and the topics that we're going to be covering. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we did recording. The following is a true crime story. Names have been changed to protect those involved. The young lawyer sat at her desk, struggling to prepare what to say. Courtroom appearances were nothing new, but this presentation was going to stretch the lawyer's skills in an entirely new direction. A million questions ran through her head. How would the district attorneys respond? How would the law enforcement officers react? Could there be justice for the accused? And most importantly, what would she wear? The lawyer knew it would be important for her to engage the attention and even affection of all in attendance. She thought about the evidence she would need to present. She would bring on the EMT first, then the reformed bank robber, the border patrol agent, the detective, and finally the alleged criminal mastermind behind it all. So what was the crime? Murder. Five comedians were going to have to kill it on stage, and Cam Nichols was the host. Welcome to The Counselor and the Con, a true crime comedy podcast that goes off the record to bring together a former criminal turned comedian and a current lawyer turned crime enthusiast. We dip into stories from the world of crime and punishment, and it turns out we're friends. Homies. I'm counselor at law, Cam Nichols. And I'm comedian slash former criminal Iggy Lawyer Up Samaniego. <laughs> So today's show is kind of a special episode because we're getting away from our usual talking about a specific crime. And instead, we're talking about uh, something that just recently happened. I think uh, Iggy did that framing story sound familiar to you? Yeah, yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> this is why, because um, by, by, the, by the way, Kim hosted her first comedy show. And I like the intro story because it does feel that way. It does feel that when you do stand-up comedy, it does feel that way. You're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. There's this buildup and then boom, right? So that was like the set of story was like that. And uh, for this show, it was it was called The Good, The Bad, and The Funny. And I came up with this idea about two years ago. I had met four different, I mean, three different comedians, all with uh, different stories, but like uh, uh, something that connected them, right? And I said, man, if I could make a lineup with these three cats and myself, this would be the baddest fucking comedy show. And it took me two years, a lot of no's, a lot of red tape, and it finally happened. What was it about those particular comedians that made you want to bring them together on one show? I mean, you know, you do shows all the time, and it's just kind of like whoever's good, whoever's popular. I mean, why why these comedians? Well, this this, this is why I picked my interest because one of the cats, by the way, was was a, a guest on our on our podcast. If you guys have listened to it, if not, go back and listen to it. But it's Anthony Pettis. A dude, when I found out about um, him being a stand-up and I met him, he told me that he that he had robbed banks. I'm like, oh shit, you robbed banks, you did prison time, and you're comedians? Like, yeah, yeah. And the other cat was a, unbeknownst to me, a Border Patrol agent and a comedian. And uh, so I meet him, we hit it off, and he takes me to do a show. But he didn't know my green card was expired, and I didn't <laughs> know he was a, <laughs> a Border Patrol agent. We, we crossed this um, Border Patrol checkpoint. And as we were approaching it, this guy goes, hey, uh, something, something. She's just making a joke about me being Mexican. I go, well, my green card's expired, man. But, and he goes, what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, no. I go, well, yeah, man, but it's not a big deal. He goes, dude, I'm a Border Patrol agent. 
I'm like, shit, I didn't know that. Well, my green card's expired, man. So that All of a both. sudden, you've implicated him in some sort of trafficking <laughs> scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and he ended up becoming a uh, kind of like a comedy mentor to me, you know? So I go, I got this guy. I got the bank robber dude. And then I met this other cat who I had beef with, man. He was, uh, again, unbeknownst to me. He was, he had been a comedian and then uh, I had beef with him. I didn't know he was a cop, all right? I didn't know he, was, he had became a cop. He quit comedy, became a cop. I didn't know this shit. So I beef with this cat. I, I met him and uh, I, I did this show for, it was like 150 cops in the room. I didn't know this. I just went up, did this show, opening up for this famous comedian whose name, by the way, I wanted to mention, I want to say this dude's name. Don't. <laughs> he was a famous comedian slash like a uh, rapper kind of from the 90s and Kim said Kim said uh, do not mention names and say allegedly a lot <laughs> exactly advice of attorney is important you know what I, I, I kind of wanted to extend this courtesy to, <laughs> to people not courtesy but chismes chismosos like, like gossip if you email me at counselorinthecom.com I will tell you who it was personally just you, you can't tell no one name I'm going to advise against that as well <laughs> So the idea stemmed from all that, man, right? Meeting these four cats, or these three cats and myself and going, this would be a cool idea for a show, for a comedy show. Two law enforcement agents that were comedians, two comedians that were former criminals, you know? So it's kind of like a cops and robbers thing. There you go. And actually, that, that was one of the first names I kind of came up with like, when I was shooting around a name for the show. And I didn't think it was going to happen. When, when I came up with the idea, I go, huh, that's funny, whatever. I remember telling my girlfriend, she's like, sounds cool, but there's no way you're going to. And I didn't think so either. It took me two years for this to finally materialize, and it did last weekend, and it was a success. It was a blast. It was... Well, you were there. I don't know how much of it you remember. I was but. there. Yeah, as it turns out, Cam Nichols was actually invited, and, and that's me, uh, was invited to host the show. And, and the framing story is true. I have never hosted a stand-up comedy show in my life. Um, so it was definitely a first time for me. I didn't really know entirely what I was getting into uh, because even though I had been to a lot of shows, I had never been on the host side before. So I didn't entirely know what to expect, but it worked out pretty well because I got the chance to talk to all the comedians and get to know stuff about them that I could then say on stage uh, to welcome them to the stage. It was really fun. It was, it was cool, but isn't it nerve wracking? Because you're going up first. You're going up dry. Everyone's looking at you and you go and grab the mic and go, oh, let me start talking and start this show and shit. It's and then there's always this expectation, like, uh, say something funny now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that, well, that, I'm not saying because you're pretty, that expectation's not there. But you went up there, you, you commanded it. You've been in depositions and shit like that in front of people where you go, yeah, and here's me and what's up. You have that gangster swagger. People don't know this. People think Cam is a lawyer. She's not an uptight lawyer, man. She's a loose. And you, you got style, man. You got style. <laughs> you went up there and boom, everyone's like, oh, shit, what's up? You, you set the tone right. So the cool thing was I got to go up and I got to actually talk about our podcast because that was one of the reasons that I was hosting was to be able to introduce the council and the con to our audience, which by the way, what an audience. Uh, we, okay, this, this was kind of like a crazy thing. We knew that there was going to be folks from the DA's office and there were going to be sheriff's officers and detectives. So like all of these, you know, uh, well, people who are really heavily involved in, in law enforcement. 
And then there was the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> what are you trying to say? My homies or what? My homies? Iggy's homies. Uh, yeah, the bikers, the cholos, those who yeah. may or may not have stepped outside the yeah. law on occasion. Yeah, the tattooed neck motherfuckers. Hey, but how cool was that though, man, right? Tattooed neck cats, uh, biker cats, sheriffs, DAs. You know what I'm saying? That's what I really think was so cool that a lawyer hosting a show with four comics that were two law enforcement two criminals law enforcement in the audience bikers in the audience everyone got along social distance everyone was safe no one got stabbed eh? we did oh yeah by the way since we are recording this in the middle of the covid pandemic we we should say before anybody gets upset at us for having this big show um first of all it was outside and secondly uh it was done at a place where the tables were able to be socially distanced everybody was to wear masks when they weren't eating or drinking at their tables so we followed the rules for you know the the gathering that we were having at the place where we were having it no no not only did we follow the rules we super we over exceeded the uh watch like the 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 limit uh the was the capacity uh-huh. at, at the venue and that it's a big ass patio outside the capacity for that was one no 150 with the restrictions it was 100 so we could have sold 100 seats 100 tickets we kept that at 75 76 because i'm gangster i straight up they told me 75 well right 75 and then so one extra one just so it could be a fucking gangster but we actually toned it down and it was still better show man it was still a very great show 75 people instead of 100 so like and the show did go very well but there was one wrinkle that kind of happened right before the show uh in just just like two days before right again going back to the covid stuff um in the city where we live they imposed brand new restrictions and now everything has to be closed down at 9 p.m well this show was supposed to start at 8 30 so there was no way that we were going to be able to do the show with the original start time so i, I mean how did you make it work Oh, we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. Hey, we got thrown a curveball. And do you know what sucked, man? It, two years I fought. Because I pitched this idea to a, a, a comedy club. I pitched this idea to other venues where I go, I want to have this show. And I have the backing of the sheriff's department. Like, they wanted to go. Like, I told them the idea. I, I worked with, um, when I was worked with uh, um, the juvenile detention center, this this certain law enforcement dude found out. And he goes, man, I, that's so cool that you're doing that. Bye-bye. So you kind of have my back, man. You know, like I knew him. We're going back and forth. So when I told him about this idea, he goes, I will get my department there in mass if you put the show together. And when I did and I hit him up, he goes, yeah, we're there. They bought 15 tickets right off the bat, just like that, you know? They were a great part of the crowd, too. It was it was yeah. really fun. Uh, so, yeah, so we made it happen. We started super early, like, well, it was still light outside, which was a little oh. bit weird for a comedy show, but it worked, and it was so much fun. The comics did an amazing job. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the show and also some of the other shows that Iggy's done that involved law enforcement. Whatever we could remember. <laughs> Allegedly, Hey there, friends and pals. If you want to catch more of The Counselor and the Con, sign up at thecounselorandthecon.com and look us up at the Border Geek Podcast Network on Facebook. This is God! Welcome back to The Counselor and the Con. So we've been doing quite a few different episodes, uh, and this is going to be our fourth episode that we release. Uh, We have talked about 
burglary. That's where we started, right? Episode one. Yeah. That was uh, that's when Iggy told us about when he broke into various homes and what happened there. It was pretty good. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, and then in episode two, as you mentioned earlier, we had Anthony Perez on. He talked about his bank robbery experience and and the fact that he served his time for that for those crimes. Uh, we we talked about bank robbery quite a bit in that episode. And then in episode three, we talked about gateway crimes. Uh, basically, what is, you know, what's the the circumstances that lead someone to commit their first crime or what is that first crime likely to look like? So you talked a lot about your own personal history in that one, even though you didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I ran about my lawyer first. There you go. And so we decided after doing those three episodes that we also wanted to kind of turn things a little bit and get a perspective about what happens when uh, the public interacts with law enforcement, right? Yeah. And this, is, this is what I'm digging about where we're trying to build his, here with this podcast because it's it's the law. It's little... You mean like uh, whatever law? Tidbits. I, I think <laughs> yeah, I that's his favorite word. <laughs> tidbits. Um, and just that angle of it and also the streets, man. You know what I mean? We're, we're culminating everything together here. That's what we're doing. It's like a stew of true crime from the angle of the law enforcement, from the angle of the perps, from whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're coming... That's the approach I'm trying to take with this. And I think that's what this show had, this comedy show that we had, kind of encompassed that, you know? Right. It brought together both sides. And there's no question that police interactions are getting a ton of press these days, positive and negative. But let's face it, recently it's been more negative than positive. We want to respect both sides of that as well. We know that there's interactions with the police that are not good. And we know that there are interactions with the police that are very professional and also even uplifting for those who are involved in them. So in our next episode, we're actually going to talk about some of those, both good and bad. And then in uh, in the future episodes, we are going to bring on a law enforcement guest to talk about their perspective. Uh, and then we're going to continue to go into what uh, what it means for, for the public to interact with law enforcement, whether it's um, in the courtroom or on the streets. I had a, I had a, I don't see a homie, kind of homie slash coworker, give me shit. He goes, what do you mean you're talking with cops? What do you mean you're cool with cops? I shouldn't, man. I've seen cops unjustly arresting or even fucking up my friends i've seen that right and you're I, gonna talk about that in our next episode yeah, right I could reciprocate that shit but look this is because I, I, I just want to address it real quick because i got called out for hey you, you're a cop lover i'm a lover of humans man you dig i don't hate anyone but i i, I dislike bad cops but guess what there's some good ones there's some good ones and i know a couple of them we're gonna talk about that shit man we're gonna talk about all that and I would even wager to say there's more good, there's far more good ones than bad ones out there. Unfortunately, the ones that we have to hear, we hear about so much on the the news, it's when it's when things go really bad. So that's that is really where we find ourselves in current events. What do they say? Uh, if it bleeds, it leads. The, oh, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but what about being funny? What about I'm not being funny? What about uh, bringing people together, make making people laugh and laugh at? I I told jokes about fucking crimes felonies i committed to cops and they laughed and they didn't taste me they didn't shoot me they laughed and we all got along so before we wrap up though you've you've done shows for law enforcement uh how t give us just like a little taste of what that was like uh, you know what it, it's especially this one will be a shout out to my mama man because she's in the hospital right now pobrecita shout out to my mama but yeah definitely i did it get well soon yeah thank you uh nico you know my mom 
our producer, my mom loves our producer, Nico. Aww. She calls him Nico Pico Rico. <laughs> That's another episode. But uh, as, as, so I did this. I got asked to do this show for uh, a Christmas party for Border Patrol agents. So I'm like, cool, man, I'll do it. But I know that dude that had invited me was a Border Patrol agent. Like, he didn't know this. Uh, we're going through this checkpoint. Oh, like you were telling us about earlier. That yeah, was the same so show? That, that's the that same one. That's the same one. So I get there and um, whatever. It's no beef and shit. We, we, we get through the checkpoint. We get to do the show at this conference room in this big uh, hotel conference room. Anyway, so I go, oh, sh-. then it started hitting me. Go, yo, my, my green card's expired and shit. These are all Border Patrol agents. Did I, you tell them? Not only did I tell them, I pulled out my wallet. I pulled out my green card and I went, here, watch, look. And they they look at it and go, Oh shit! It is expired, <laughs> and they passed it on. They eventually gave it back. But how cool was this? That because by the way, for the record, eh, I'll give you a legal legal tidbit. Having an expired green card does not mean you're illegal. It just means you have to renew it, right? Sure, it's like having an expired driver's license, yeah, potentially, right? Yeah, like I'm not a, automatically illegal again. Eh? But I did that, and then here's the cool part because I did that, got big laughs. I, I still told my jokes, um, and a lot of my jokes, uh, not a lot of them, two of them. So my jokes were about uh, how I crossed into this country illegally twice, whatever, right? <laughs> so they're laughing at me telling them how I, telling the board just how I came into this country illegally. And they paid me. So I call my mom after the show. I call my mom and go, in Spanish, I go, mom, you're not going to believe this shit? I, I, I tricked these board patrols into giving money to tell them <laughs> jokes. And she goes, what you talking about? I go, I tell them about how we got a, um, how we got deported that one time and how we're in the back of the fucking um the Border Patrol Bronco or whatever and my mom's laughing and she's also crying at the same time Aww. and I go Hefa because I told her Spanish I go Hefa look where I've got and look at what I've done and shit you know what I'm saying like from that to this and my mom's choking up but she's also laughing because it's funny and then and then my mom's then my mom said mijo I go oh fuck like this is gonna be something poignant and like, I go what's up mom and she goes como estas pendejo <laughs> <laughs> and I go what do you mean she goes I'm glad for you, but goddamn, you're stupid. You pandered him your green card, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, just for the record, this was way before I knew him and could give him legal advice to not do things like that. Not that it would stop him anyway. <laughs> Lawyer up. Lawyer up. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, that's our show for today. But before we sign off, just a quick reminder, if you have a true crime comedy story or not, doesn't have to be comedy even, just a true crime story that you think you'd like to share with us or with our listeners, feel free to shoot us a kite to cam. Our email address is counselorandcon at gmail.com. No dick pics. Thank you. (laughs) Good point. Uh, So we hope that you'll tune in for our next few episodes about law enforcement interactions and that you have enjoyed our little recap of of the live show that happened last night. As far as we could remember. (laughs) All right. Well, keep away from the silver bracelets and we'll see you next crime. The watch I am still a lawyer, so of course I have to give a small disclaimer. Uh, I am a practicing attorney, but I am not your attorney. This show is not intended to give you legal advice, and it's not intended to be attorney advertising of any kind. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Counselor and the Con on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're using. Source information from today's show is in our show notes. You can also follow us on Facebook at Counselor and Con, on Instagram at The Counselor and the Con. And this will be the only time that I encourage uh, people to do creepy shit. Follow us. Follow us on social media. DM us. Tell your friends about us. Just help us spread the word. Also, if you have a crime story that 
you would like for us to uh, showcase on the show, send us what we call a kite to cam. You could either email us at uh, counselorandcon at gmail.com or like I said, DM us. You could also visit the website at counselorandcon.com. Counselorandcon.com. <laughs> it's a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> no, it's just brain damage, girl. This has been a production of Dangerous Minds, LLC. Thanks to our technical producer and fellow homie, Nico Ajimian. We are distributed by Border Geeks Podcast Network with executive producer Jib Saad.